Final thoughts. Surviving the shift when it happens. It is very unexpected and traumatic when a shift in our lives happen. Many of our vacuum effect experiences were thrusted out of the blue for many of us. However, realizing and trying to understand the processes or instances that preceded the shift and the vacuum effect are often reviewed repeatedly in our minds as we are looking for the one time or occasion it all started. The grooming, the first slap, punch, verbal assault, or the first emotional abuse instance. We began to search our minds and hearts to find accountability as to how and why this was my path to endure. We question if God is with us or if he was ever with us to allow such a horrendous thing to happen. This shifts our belief in a higher power, a God who loves and cares for us. This shift allows us to give up our faith or hope in a future that we may have planned out for ourselves when we were younger. It's easy to discuss this because I was a victim of the vacuum effect on two occasions. In my youth, I wanted to be a baseball player and play with the Chicago White Sox. I loved baseball and everything that involved baseball. As a young boy, I dreamed of playing at Comiskey Park on the south side of Chicago. I practiced and joined teams, and my ability to excel was great. I was able to play semi-pro baseball for a local team called the Amart A's. The vacuum effect happened when my father was not supportive or in the home, thus causing the affirmation of my father to be vacuumed in my young life. Additionally, my father was abusive and hardly in my life to nurture me as I grew up. This left the void or free space in my life that continued into my adult life. As I was unable to make lasting friendships or nurture relationships with other males. Yes, I would be able to compete with them on a team level because it was easy to throw my emotions and skill into what I was doing to retrieve the desired successful result. It was easy to wear a mask of success and affirmation because I may have excelled in areas other may have not. But I was still void of affirmation from the one person whom I needed it from the most. Yes, the vacuum effect did place other men in my path to be examples of what a young man and adult can aspire to become. But the genetic association was missing, and thus I could not find an identity and legacy that was positive. I could see and feel the negativity and the abuse, but where was my complimentary inlet access that helped me to see the possibility of success in my future? There was a void, and the shift began to move me into the second shift of desiring to become a physician assistant. 
I was attending college at Malcolm X College on the west side of Chicago when I met a young lady with whom I started a relationship. My arrogance and anger pushed me closer to her when my father wanted to be a father after 10 years to tell me that the young girl was not marriage material and that I should not consider marrying her. Well, my vacuum effect started to bring back the anger and hurt from the verbal and physical abuse that I endured as a child and stand up to my father in this instance and defy him and marry the young lady because I felt that I would be a much better father than he was to me. Therefore, in my vacuum and shift, I married the young lady in my self-centered and arrogant thinking that I knew how to be a man and father with the absence of seeing how parenting and fatherhood worked. The shift in my life started again as I had to drop out of college and join the Army at 19 years old because I was going to be a father. My shift became vaster and more pronounced as I was married to a young woman who had a child and expecting my child. The arrogance, blindness, and anger to prove my father wrong prevented me from seeing the void and the truth that I was not equipped to make sound decisions or understand what being a parent or a father would expect me to be. I didn't see an example of a father in order to be a father. The internet was not invented, so it was harder to research YouTube videos on fatherhood. Therefore, I opened a vacuum effect and shifted the children to whom I was to be a father, meaning nurturing and attention, extra special acts of appreciation and love that a father slash dad provide for his family were never taught to me. Thus, this began to be a missing emotion and action that my children lacked because I could not relate to the parental aspects of fatherhood, nor was I connected to the feelings of crying, suffering, pain, or emotional hurt. I became detached as the shift grew as I became older. Thus, I was a 30-year-old with four children and no real emotional attachment to their needs as a dad. I became a father who was a provider and a protector because I believed in myself that this was the responsible and manly thing to become. A man that goes to work provides and keeps the bills and food flowing. The shift is not having a real emotional attachment due to the vacuum effect of not having a father and not being attached to my emotions caused me to be responsible for three failed marriages. Each of these realizations is heartbreaking to address because I see the moments replaying in my mind when I realized I was not prepared for fatherhood or marriage. My life was entirely in a void and shifting simultaneously. This is the result 
of the vacuum effect colliding with my present and future, causing a catastrophic shift in my future. I endured another shift in my belief in God at this point, as well as I grew up as a young boy in church and loved learning about Jesus and other stories in the Bible. Each story was dynamic and very easy to read. It was there that I found peace in the scriptures. I gave my life to Christ at the age of 10, and I started to know peace. Yet, the vacuum of affirmation and fatherly nurturing was still missing. And although God placed so many other men in my life, they were not daddies. Therefore, the advice I took from them was half-hearted and still speculative on my part. I didn't see their fruit or ability to raise a family and nurture their children correctly. But I took what I needed and continued moving through the shift. Each time the shift would widen further away from the spiritual foundations I needed, The final shift that I noticed was when I lost custody of my children and lost a child in my third marriage. It devastated me and the person I was married to. She did not want to continue further in a marriage with chaos and trauma. The vacuum and shift were worlds apart and the void was more profound than the deepest ocean As I was over my head with grief, anger, insecurity, brokenness, and strength. Therefore, instead of turning to my childhood God, I turned to the adult alcohol and promiscuity. Possibly if my father had been in my life, I may have chosen a different path. But he died never saying he was sorry for the abuse and neglect inflicted on me, his son. I was angry at the world. I vowed never to be like him. But how would I know if I was or was not like him? I had no baseline except for abuse and trauma. I was able to control whether I would become abusive or neglectful or unloving, so that's what I did. I started to find a way to love and try to live behind the mask, hiding depression, anger, anxiety, and insecurity. The void and shift in my life had totally consumed my present and future. I was lost in life and equally lost in faith. But God revealed himself strongly in my life through acts of kindness and acts of people being placed in my life to gradually close the void and stop the shift that was happening in my life. I know that this is a divine providence that helped me to find peace and closure in my situation. Although there are still scars and bruises that I'm healing from, I know that I am a survivor of the shift because I can love my children unconditionally and be accountable for what and who I wasn't in their lives. I can try to make up for the hurt and potential vacuum effect that I imposed on them. Also, 
it is safe to say that I have found peace and closure with my father's actions because I later found out that he too was fatherless and living through a shift of his own. Therefore, I forgive you, Father, and I understand and love you. As for my son, I struggle sometimes to find the love I never was shown to give him, but I affirm him as much as possible. I tell him I love him and I'm proud of him every time we talk. I tell my other sons that I love them and I am also proud of them. I love and affirm my daughters as much and as many times that they need. I show love and empathy to my dear grandchildren always because I want the instrument of the vacuum effect to end with me and, regrettably, my sons and daughters also. I want the shift to end and emotional, financial, and spiritual stability stops the shift and each grandchild to grow to know that they are loved and adored and affirmed. This is the only thing that will break the generational vacuum and shift that we have experienced. We must find a way back to this time before the pain and hurt. We must find a way to heal and find closure from the trauma. Seek medical, mental, and spiritual help with finding closure. Finding a support network with our best and only interest at heart is also important. These are people who have a heart for you to have a hope and a future. As I close these thoughts, I encourage everyone who has gotten this far in the book to stand in faith and grace for your happiness and love. As individuals, families, and friends, it will not be easy because there are so many negative aspects to finding and being in love now. And it's easy to be deflected from your happiness due to domestic violence, sexual assault, sexual deviation, and emotional trauma. But there is hope. God is still active in our lives, and I encourage you to take a few minutes to read and research the Bible in its messages in the passages. You will find that the message of God is about love and giving and receiving love. Let love always be your guide and allow the support and love of others to help close your vacuum effect so that you can reach your shift and stop it in time for peace and joy to start anew. Forgive, let go, and seek spiritual closure and divine peace with all your heart. Forgiveness is for your good. And God honors forgiveness, so honor God with your life by forgiving those who trespass against you. In closing, I want to leave you with a passage that God told a group of people who were about to endure the most challenging times in their lives. He wanted them to know 
that he was still there regardless of the trials or trauma. Look to him for strength in difficult times and he will give you peace and guidance to endure. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. <music>